Welcome back to the Grinder, folks. Today, James, the dolphin with no eyebrows, is out of the entire podcast. He is on vacation. Um, so when he gets back, I'm sure he'll be upset that we continued the podcast without him because he always seems to cry about things. Um, but today, we do have someone that we have had on the podcast a few times. And this guy is somebody that um, I've really enjoyed having conversations with. We do grow together. Uh, and this is something that the, the podcast is about. It's a peer-to-peer -peer podcast. It is something that allows everybody to get on and be able to shoot the shit. But it's about not just simply about having a conversation. It's about problem solving. It's about coming up with ideas together. And it's about being able to show the growth of each individual that comes onto the podcast. And whether you're 50, 60, 70 years old, or you are 20, 21, 23, uh, 30 years old, it doesn't matter. It's everybody is individually in a situation or in their lives growing. And this is what this podcast is about. So without any further ado, Ryan Lang is back on the podcast and he's got the biggest smile in the world. I did. I'm smiling because where the hell did you get that name for JD? Uh, so that's actually a good question, man. He's had that for a while. I think um, somebody gave it to him and he mentioned it to me one time and I will never forget it. That is just so wrong. and I, I feel bad for him, but I'm going to yeah. use it. Next yeah, I mean, I talk. next time you talk to him, I mean, even when we post something about this podcast today, you can just go ahead instead of tagging JD, you can just tag the dolphin with no eyebrows and it'll be at, or maybe it is the dolphin with eyebrows. Either way, it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> Right. Well, I appreciate you having me on again. This is, I think, our third time having a conversation. And you are right. It is very, that was a very good way to put it. Like my growth from the first time that I had the conversation with you guys to now thinking about it is definitely, I've definitely 10x'd not only, you know, business, but like my life as well. Yeah. Um, yeah I think you guys found me from like doing the 200 mile races and such. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that was when I was first starting Gen Z Outdoor. Now I'm at the point where I have just hired my fourth person on Gen Z Outdoor. And, you know, with your help and guidance, I got my real estate license and now I'm jumping balls deep into the real estate world. So yeah. that is a very good way to put this podcast is peer-to-peer -peer growth. Yeah, dude. And it's something that, that's been really cool. I mean, we've had a lot of good feedback from it lately. Um, the growth has been absolutely amazing. I mean, we've got people listening in Australia, um, across the world where nice. it is just wild, dude. It's been, it's been really cool to see. Um, but with that, you know, shout out to you, man. Like when the first time you were on this podcast, how old were you? I think, I think I was 21. Now 21. I'm okay. So at 21, you were getting into the the idea of like starting this this business, right? And you you had officially started. You kind of had the kickoff. You had some growth. Mm -hmm. um, the second time, you had a lot more growth, and things were going well. Um, and then up to this point now, where it's done so well, and you've done a good job with building that company just by yourself, and you know grassroots type of situation. So now you are in a in a place where you can pivot and you can now start focusing on long term um, on both of these things. So you got into real estate, 
you're, you're still doing everything else you were doing before, but now it's, it's a mutual growth. And we were talking on before the podcast that you're looking to kind of make some moves on that as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think the biggest thing for me in the past 12 months was one detaching and letting other people do the things I've been doing for years. Yeah. I think everyone needs to have that come to Jesus moment of like, they cannot do everything. You know, you're talking about building a team, the Corbin team. I think anyone in their life, there is a way that you can make, create efficiency in your life, whether it is business, whether it's like you got three kids at home, there's a way to create efficiency. And I think that I've just matured in the past 12 months to be able, one, to have the desire to do that, to let go of like my ego of, you know, doing everything. Uh, and two, just realizing that like, all right, if I want to make more cash and get into X, Y, and Z, real estate, coaching high school football, I'm going to need to delegate tasks and let other people run the show. Yeah. Um, and I think it's very, uh, you and I both are like, doing that at the same time. And that's why I love coming, you know, coming back and texting with you here and there about, Hey, what are you doing to get investors? Hey, what are you doing to build a team? I think it's very important to one, do this all yourself, but three have, or two have a support group of five individuals that are also doing it as well. That's right. That's right. It's, you know, the, 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 saying you are the five people that you hang around is so true it is one of the biggest um truths that i've ever heard I've, I've ever you know experienced and then also seen in other people's lives right mm -hmm. so going back to that support dude it's it's huge it's huge for your personal growth your mental growth um and also your business growth right mm -hmm. because you've got to have those those people around you that are going to push you to become better and another thing is that i've recently started doing is cutting out the people that do not bring anything to the table yeah. whether it's they are unmotivated individuals they make my friends uncomfortable you know i used to tolerate a lot of people just because you know i didn't want to be an asshole right. now quite frankly i don't give a shit if you are unmotivated if you are someone that is a persistent liar, someone that has gained 40 pounds in the last two years, that's not someone that I want to be placing myself around. So I've become very uh, careless in my cutting off people. And I feel as if there's many people that do not do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, if you, you can look at somebody else in, in their lives and whether they're 30, 40 years ahead of you, and you can you can directly correlate the amount of the, the type of people that they hang around to the type of person that they are versus the other person who is in the same category or same age group, same position. And the people that the other person hangs around are just higher for a lack of for a lack of words, just higher quality people. Yeah. And it their their position in life is completely different from the other. Yep. And hey, you know, all you, you know, maybe some people I'll try to help. I'll try to give them guidance. But most people, yeah. you know, you can't bring a horse to water. You can bring a horse to water. You can't make it drink. So and that's, that's another thing that I've matured with recently as well. Yeah. Um, but dude, I want to tell you about my last three, three and a half months of a yep. fuck, just an absolute fucking roller coaster. Yeah. So April 2nd, me and Christine, me and my girlfriend, we decided we're going two months sober. 
two months grinding, no drinking, just fucking working. Yep. The first month of April, I was doing a running challenge called the calendar club where you run the amount of miles per the date. And so, you know, April 2nd, you run two, April 7th, you run seven all the way to the 30th. Um, the last 10 days were some of the hardest 10 days I've ever had in my life. You know, I've run 200 miles, 200 miles is, you know, a beast, but it's in three days, you know, it's, you do it, it's over. This was waking up every day with that anxiety of having to go run 22, 23, 24, back to back to back to back. And my calves were just mush. So worked my ass off, felt great, not drinking, uh, really didn't care. Uh, didn't think about alcohol that whole month, primarily because my body was just in physical duress. And right. did, like, even if I saw a beer, I'd want to puke. Um, got that done with, crushed it. Was great training for the 100 miler I was going to run on June 3rd. Absolute malevolent 100 miler. It took me almost 34 hours at 22,000 feet of gain. It rained probably 70 of the 100 miles. Um, more than half the course dropped with trench foot. People were in hailstorms. They it just beat the living shit out of everyone that towed that start line. So I got done that race, had my first beer in two months, felt fucking amazing. Flew to Ireland to drink more beer with my girlfriend, extended the trip to Barcelona and Ibiza, partied my dick off, and it felt amazing. Got home. We were doing a collaboration with a big music festival, Electric Forest. This is the second year we've done it. It was a great, it brought us great profits last year. We were expected to make 30K in profits off of this deal. I start getting calls from my manufacturer. Hey, we're having a problem. Packages aren't being delivered and it says they're being sent back to California. I'm like, what the fuck? I ju I'm just getting home from Europe, mind you. And because I was in Europe, not not caring about work, not doing anything. I'm like, what the fuck? So I start calling UPS. No one has a brain on their customer service line. So I'm like, holy shit, the festival's in two days. The packages are on their way back to Riverside, California. I'm like, I got I got to fly to California and find these fucking packages. Jeez. So I fly to California on a whim. I am just distraught. I rent a U-Haul. I drive from shithole LA, which please don't ever go there if you don't need to. Oh my God, I don't understand how people live there. Sorry if anyone's from LA listening to this, but your traffic <laughs> is disturbing. The people are not good people. Nonetheless, dr I'm driving from LA deep into California in a goddamn U-Haul with the hopes of finding these packages. I get to this distribution center in UPS and I rip my U-Haul past security where all the trucks are going in because I know they weren't going to let me in. I hide my fucking U-Haul between two like big rigs and I run into this mile by mile distribution center at UPS with the hopes of just seeing a Gen Z package in there, right? <laughs> I'm at as an, I'm running laps around this distribution running because I don't have a UPS vest They're Like people are like asking who I am, where, where's my UPS vest. So I'm just like with the hopes of finding the Gen Z package and throwing it in a U-Haul. Don't find anything. Security finds me, kicks me out. I like make this fucking story up that I'm a freight driver and I forgot packages. I probably would have gotten arrested if they knew who I really was. But dude, I, I need to find these packages. So don't find them. I sleep in shithole California somewhere. 
wake up, I go to this UPS guy. I'm like, dude, please help me. Here's, here's my problem. Please tell me where my packages are. He sends me to somewhere an hour away. I get to that UPS place and the gentleman there, super awesome, super helpful. He's like, dude, I'm sorry. You're like the hundredth person that's come here. UPS accidentally, some reason tagged this as counterfeit fraud product. And any counterfeit product is handed to U.S. Customs and destroyed. So I'm sitting in fucking California, like, holy shit, uh, like that. I, I don't know what to say. I called the festival, told them they were super understanding. They were surprised I tried to break into a UPS distribution center, um, and I am sitting there now. Twenty-two thousand dollars of profit I should have had is now down the drain. For some reason, they got 250 of the bags, not the other 750. Um, but I got a size 12 boot kick to the crotch, dude. And I, I really questioned myself as a business owner and as uh, someone that is supposed to be handling goods and delivering merchandise. Like I was questioning myself like, damn, am I cut out for this? And call my dad and in the end, like, I came to the conclusion that like, owning a business is fucking hard. That's why most people don't do it. They get their nine to five, they go in, get their job done and leave. A lot of people that start a business, get these kicks to the crotch, and they stay on the ground. And dude, I'm telling you, I question to stay on the ground. I'm like, damn, maybe I should just sell this business and get out of this. But having that 200 mile mindset to take out of my back pocket, which I talk to you about all the time, immediately throws my confidence right back up. I cry for two minutes and get back in the game, fly back home. And I'm reaching out for more collaborations. I'm, I'm grinding on the real estate stuff. So the, the point of the story was like, you as a business owner are going to get beat the shit out of. It's a matter of how are you going to get back up and respond to it? All right, I lost 22K in profits. Maybe I can't buy a rental in the next two months. That's fine. How am I going to make that 22,000 back? So business story for you and everyone else listening that you're going to get punched in the face. You got to get your ass back up. And a point to that. So at what point during that, that whole piece did you actually come up and be like, I'm fucked. Uh, when I talked to the 50th UPS person at the one UPS store in Ontario, California, and he was a genuine guy. He's like, dude, I want to help you, but your packages are literally in an FBI guarded detainment center. And he couldn't even tell me where that was. Addison, I was ready to go buy fucking wire cutters and break into this fucking detainment center. If I knew where it was, bro, I was going manic. I was literally going a little manic. I'm not going to lie. Looking back on it, like I could understand why people have manic episodes. But I, I, I was ready to do whatever the fuck it took to get those packages. So at that moment, I realized that like, I'm going to be stupid if I try to continue and I'm probably going to be in handcuffs if I try to continue. Jeez, so, geez. you know, so that's where I accepted the defeat and lived to see another day. Yeah, dude, that's insane. That's insane. So yeah, business story for you. Yeah. So, but as far as that goes, that, that, that's a, that's a, that's a very big piece of being able to understand that you are going to get beat. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen, period. Yep. 
but the process of getting back on your feet is exactly exactly that. It's a process of getting back on your feet, but you have got to do it because yep. in, it doesn't matter if you're in the real estate business. It doesn't matter if you're in insurance. It doesn't matter what type of business that you're in. You will get kicked in the mouth. Yep. But it's about what are you going to do to get back to where you need to be and then beyond that. And this goes back to my point of having individuals that are doing the same thing you are in your inner circle you know call my dad call my best buddy who has his own business tell him the story and be like and they're both of them said you got to cut your losses and just keep on moving there's no other no, nothing else you could do versus the guy that you know be like damn dude that really sucks sorry about your twenty-two thousand. damn that's a bummer you know just to like lean in on you feeling worse about it having okay. someone that's like all right wipe your face off, get back up and keep moving. The 200 mile mentality. That's it. Like it, this is not, this is, this is not the hardest thing that you're going to go through in your life. No, it's gonna, there's, I'm sure I'm going to have another issue just like it in the next two to three years. Yeah. And it's, it's just the, it's the building blocks of success. And that's what it comes down to is understanding that at the end of the day, you will get kicked in the mouth. You don't know when you don't know how, but at some point it will happen and you've got to have the understanding of, okay, only thing that I've got to do at this current, this current point in time is complete action, right? Yep. Start moving. Relentless forward progress. That's it. That's it. And being able to do that at a high level is what I think separates the people who get, do start a business that stay at a certain level and then the people who go beyond that. Yep. Right. They're they're willing to get kicked in the mouth and, and they don't care how hard it gets. They're going to continue to, to put in and apply action to start building where they need to build. Exactly. And I believe that this mentality, it's not something that I was born with. It is forged. It is created within yourself. So a lot of people that may have would have stayed down in this situation. It's do that because they haven't trained their mind to be able to get out of it. And that's why I tell, you know, everyone that asks, why do you run hundred milers? Why do you run 200 milers? So I have this mentality of, okay, get the fuck out of my way. I'm coming through. I don't care if there's a brick wall in front of me, you yeah. know, and that's created. You're not born with that. Maybe, you know, your parents teach it to you a little bit. Yeah, but I know a lot of people that are great people, enthusiastic, hard workers, and their kids are shitheads, you know? So it's all a decision that, you know, I don't care where you come from, what color your skin is, how much money you have in the bank. This is a decision that anyone can make and carry forward into any other situation they have in business, in their life, with their family, with a relationship, anything. That's right. And so with that whole process, it doesn't have to be running 200 miles. It can simply be Correct. do hard things continuously. Right? right. Yeah. I don't want people to make it think it's extreme. You do jujitsu, right? Like that's right. another outlet. What is your outlet? Is it running? Are you a big body? Are you a bodybuilder? Do you like lifting weights? Some sort of outlet where you really hate life while you're doing it, right? It sucks. But after the fact, you have a feeling of fulfillment and satisfaction in, in crossing a finish line. It doesn't have to be a running race. It could be a jujitsu tournament. It could be, you know, a bodybuilding competition. What is your finish line that's going to build up that confidence and create that fulfillment within you? Yeah. And it, it's, it's, 
it's a lot, I think personally, it's a lot better if it is something physical because there is nothing like being able to tell your body that we are going to continue when everything else wants to shut off, yep. right? The moment that you can take your, your ability of being able to control your own body and be able to take your mind to that next level of like, okay, yeah, I am tired. I am wanting to stop, but I'm not going to. Yep. That's, that's, the, that's what kicks in, like what you said, that's what kicks in the moment that you run into a external problem, mm -hmm. right? The external problems become a lot easier. And I, it's, it's very, it's an interesting phenomenon to see as the U S especially gets, uh, you know, we are easily able to get food. We're easily able to travel. Everything is easy. You could live a very comfortable life. You could live in a comfortable bubble your entire life. That is why we are continuing to see many people in the U S and in the rest of the world become soft because they never, they never have to be uncomfortable. In today's day and age, you have to choose to be uncomfortable, get in an ice bath for two minutes, run a marathon, go to jujitsu. Like you have to choose to do it. And I think that we're, you know, um, hard times create tough men, tough men create easy times, easy times create soft men. We're literally at that going towards the soft men thing. And we're going to hit the bottom of it in probably the next 10 to 20 years until we're no longer on the top of the world. Right. And that, that's, that's something to be very cognizant of. But with that entire aspect, the folks who are willing to go the extra mile, right? Um, those are the folks that are going to continue to win no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. And for folks that are our age, right? This is the generation of being able to be willing to go the extra mile and not not giving in to what your friends or or what other people are doing but being willing to set yourself aside right be real with yourself look inward be have the self-awareness of understanding where you're at genuinely and then being able to adjust after that right yep. we all have weaknesses but we also all have strengths and what we can apply to the world yeah you gotta and be Honestly, I feel as if there's, you know, people are like, there's not as much opportunity as there used to be. I feel like with so many people not having the drive and motivation that maybe, you know, 40 years ago, the Gen Xers had, I feel like there's even more opportunity because we we're literally a minority at this point, you know, like not, there's really few people that are pushing themselves to the physical and mental limit. And that's why I practice that every day, because if I can be on the top of the world leaderboards of like beating the shit out of myself, there's only good things that are going to happen, whether it's physically, mentally, with a business, et cetera. You made a lot of good points there. Like a lot of what you were touching base on is the ability of just having the grit. Yeah. Right. And, and a lot of people are going to be going into this next phase of their life, right? If you're, if, if you're young and let's just say you're, you know, getting out of high school and you're trying to figure out what the fuck to do, be willing to work as hard as fucking possible for a company that, you know, whether it's, you know, whether you're working fast food, whether you're doing whatever you're doing, be willing to go the extra mile and go above and beyond because 
the moment you start getting in your head, all I've got to do is outwork the people around me. Yep. That is the moment that you can now apply that to anything you have in your life. Yep. And so much, a lot of people approach me, younger kids, friends of, you know, family, family, friends, like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, okay, well, why don't you try X, go as hard as you can. And if it works out, it does. If not back out, go to Y mm -hmm. work as hard as you can. Doesn't work back out, go to Z. Right. And with the real estate stuff, you know, I've told you my plan of using everything I have done to build Gen Z to then just go into a personal brand with real estate, right? Mm -hmm. It may not fucking work. You know, my, I might've told you all these bright ideas that sound great. And I might, you know, I might start it all and I might not get any sales, right? Back out, figure it out, go into another outlet, right? Start a podcast, right? Start farming in a certain area, right? You know, but I'm going to go as hard as I can in building SEO, creating YouTube content, lead gen to my website. And if it doesn't work out, back out, go do something else, right? I feel as if so many people are, one, they're afraid that they're going to waste time in something. If you are going 110%, I don't care if it's flipping fucking burgers. If you're going 110%, only good things will happen. That's why I tell all my buddies that like, you know, are, hey, Ryan, I'm unmotivated. I want to start running, right? All right, start putting 110% effort into it and good things will happen. You know, right? It's it's running. It's relationships with your girlfriend, right? It's it's not knowing how to cook well for yourself, right? If you go 110% into something, it, not, you're only going to grow as an individual. And that's why, you know, like guys like Cam Haynes, David Goggins, all these guys are so big because they are the constant reminder to everyone that when you go 110%, you're going to become a physical, mental, and emotional beast in whatever it is you're pushing yourself in. And that's that, that's such a good point because on the offside that you don't succeed at that and you did put the 110 in, guess what happens? You learned. You learned something. Exactly. You exactly. built something. Exactly. Right? And the the concept of of you know, I started something and I'm 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 just I'm just in this thing, but I don't like it, I don't enjoy it, or I'm not good at it. It doesn't matter, dude. If you are 20 to 80 years old, like it doesn't matter. You can at some point you can make a pivot and a maneuver to change your progress and change yep. what you're doing. Yep. If you've been in a field for 10 years and you up and decide that you would rather do something else, make a strategic exit. Right. Well, to touch on that, I will say it does get a little harder as you get older. Not that it's not doable. You know, you hear Gary V always say like, if you're 35, you still are way early in the game. Right. But you know, I had a conversation with an old football coach and I was telling him about what I was doing with my business, getting into real estate. He's like, damn, you know, I really wish I did things differently when I was your age. I'm like, well, you still have plenty of time coach. Like you're literally like 39. He's like, yeah, well now I have a kid, you know, my wife's got a job here. I can't really go anywhere. I'm like that, that does make sense. So to the younger crowd, that's why right now is the time to grind your ass off. 
Most people don't have mortgages to pay, right? Most people don't have kids. Most people aren't in debt at 2022. And if you are, that's a different problem. Um, so now is the time to do it. Try different shit and go 110% in each thing. That's that. That's a huge point. That's a huge point because from 20 to, I think, 35, that is the time frame of building. Yep. This is your foundation that you can choose to build, yep. right? And if you choose to pivot in any other situation, if you change you know, the, the career path, if you change the, the uh, industry that you're in, it's not going to matter because you have so much time that you can build into it. And going back to what you said a minute ago about how if you just put in the effort, period, into what you're doing, you're going to be in a better situation. You're going to be in a different bracket as a human being because you have now learned that career path just by yeah. applying. There are few people, few, I hate the word entrepreneurs because mm -hmm. it's so thrilling. few entrepreneurs, few business owners that I have heard that have started a business or multiple businesses and none of them worked and they had to go back to the boring nine to five. If you truly are that hungry, if you truly want to live the life of freedom, you will figure it out. Whether it's an Amazon FBA store that you sell off, whether it's starting your own real estate team, right? There are few people that if you have the drive and the desire to make it happen, I, I don't think I've ever met someone that had that and had to go back to a boring nine to five that they hated. Yeah. At least yet, yeah, I'm sure they exist, but they are very, very few. And the, the worst thing that could happen if you're grinding and trying other things in your 20s and early 30s, the worst thing that could happen is that you fail a couple times, you keep moving on, you make some money here and there, and you know, you're at 32 and you still haven't gotten it yet, but you learned a ton of shit to apply to maybe the new business that will work when you're 35, right? Yeah. The best thing that can happen is you build multiple different passive income outlets and you're 35 chilling with your three kids on the beach and you work two hours a day, right? That's the best thing that can happen to you. No. obviously it's a no-brainer decision to make in my opinion and that's that's it but that you've got to have that that understanding that life is genuinely only what you can make it uh -huh. that's that's it that is it anything outside of that like if you if you put your internal uh dialogue and you place it into what's happening external because at the end of the day I, I could genuinely lose all of this, right? And I'm. it does not change the fact that I am who I am. Yep. Right? Every single person that, that I want to be able to impact and build and, and help create their future, as well as building my own, all of that could go away. But it does not change the fact that I could be alone in a box and yet I'll be sad, right? But I will only be sad for a period of time because emotions are fleeting and what actually matters is who I am, right? Yep. And building, being able to build off of that, that is the true foundation. Everything outside of that, how you do one thing is how you do everything, right? Yep. So how you speak to yourself, how you build yourself, how you grow yourself, how you apply yourself, that will translate into everything that you do. 
And to go off what you said, if I heard this uh, this metaphor, if you strip a millionaire of all the money he has and you place him in a third world country, there's a good chance he's going to become a millionaire again. Because mm -hmm. just based off of who he is, what he's built, the experience he's had, he or she has had the knowledge that they've passed on. There's a good chance they're going to just do it all over again. You know, you don't become a millionaire by chance. You become a millionaire by learning, forging, and creating, whether it's a business, a product, a service, and, and displaying it out to the public in front of you. So if you do that in the U.S., there's a good chance you could do that in any other country. That's right. That's right. And, you know, there are there, there is this thing called luck, right? And that there, <laughs> I, I, I will say this, luck does come, right? A lot of people have this thing like luck is not real. Like it, it is, dude, op, luck is simply opportunity meeting the preparation. Yeah. Right. I, I wish I had some of that luck when I was running around the UPS distribution center. Right. But, the, but there's a reason. I, I'm a big believer in reasoning, Right. The chances that everything is just sporadic and not, you know, what it's supposed to be. And, and there is no reasoning behind things. I have a hard time believing that's not a real thing, right? Mm -hmm. The fact that, that you didn't be, that, that you weren't able to find your packages, right? You weren't able to find the backpacks. You weren't able to get those to where they needed to go. You weren't able to, to hit that number. It may just be the simple fact that there is a reason why that has happened. And that is what propelled you to be able to build and remember the simple fact that, hey, I do have these characteristics in who I am. Yep. Right? And it's not just me being a meat suit at the end of the day. Like there is there is more to me than just what is what what I am. Right? Yep. And so you're yep. able to build off that and take that into any other category. And that's what you weren't you weren't able to see that fully until that moment right and i will say corbin i i gave this i gave it everything i had to be able to find these packages and get them to michigan every single thing i had inside of me short of getting arrested and thrown in the fbi detainment center right i will say after i did everything in my power i kind of felt liberated like i wasn't that upset about it because I gave it 120% to try to create a solution, I just simply could not do it. I think a lot of people are constantly upset, you know, depressed, anxious, because they are not giving 110% in their everyday life. Mm -hmm. So if you, I love hitting the bed, putting my head on the pillow, absolutely exhausted. It is a satisfying feeling. It, it, I, it tells myself that I have done everything I could in this 24-hour day, right? Mm -hmm. And that is a, another point to drive home. If you give 110%, only good things are going to happen. <laughs> I don't have anything to add to that, dude. Because <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's, so, it's so true. It's so true. You have to look at what the actual causes are, right? the actual cause to what is happening in your life. And I can almost guarantee you 100% of those reasons is you. Yep. Everything that is happening, right? There are external forces. I'm not denying that. And I'm not denying that everybody starts in a different place. But it does come down to there are people who have been in the same shoes or similar shoes 
and are 10 times ahead of you. Yep. Right. And it comes down to the simple fact of understanding that everything that you are and everything that you can do is simply a result of what you want to do. Yep. Yep. And going back to the comfort part of the U.S. is, you know, people have these problems and they're like, hey, doc, you know, I'm anxious. All right. Xanax. Here you go. Right. And it's like, OK, like that's you're not solving any solution. You're just cre- giving profits to you know Pfizer. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like, but, but you're right. You're it, it's one- so sad. It, it's tough for for your common individual to see through that and realize that like it is internal, right? And again, this goes back to why I have a group of 10 people that are on the same quest as me in life that I consistently go to when I have this issue, right? Because they're gonna give you the right answers rather than the person that's prescribed eight different things. Yep, but the, 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 I have a story to this, right? My entire life, I never once understood what anxiety was. Never once. Dude, I, I didn't understand it. I was never a part of it. My, my, the family that I grew up in never really acknowledged what, you know, actual emotion was um, on, a, on a short term. Um, and there was a period in my life when I turned 27 and everything that I had like I was solidified in everything I was solidified in was I started questioning everything, absolutely everything. Dude, I had anxiety from the moment that I woke up to the time I went to bed for a period of time, like a year. And I was like, I don't know what this feeling is. And I don't understand what is happening. And I don't understand why, like now I'm questioning Like, should I be in real estate? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like everything. And so I was like, I think I need to go to a doctor, dude. Cause I don't understand this. Right. Right. So I went to a doctor. The moment I went to the doctor, he did prescribe me some, uh, you know, anxiety calming thing. And I was like, I I don't like that. I don't like there. There's a reason I feel this way. It's not just because it just popped up. The instant fix, any instant yeah. fix is, is never good. And, and so I was like, you know what, you know, he gave it to me for a reason. I'm going to try it. I was maybe a week and I was like, fuck this. This is not, this is, I'm not going to be in this position of having to do this every single day. And I'm not a doctor. So do not listen to anything I have to say other than the simple fact of this. Mm-hmm. It was upon me to realize what was going on in my life and start fixing things. Mm-hmm. And there were, I've got, I had gotten complacent. I wasn't making movement in my business. I wasn't doing the things that I said I was going to do. And genuinely, I was just not happy with the results that I had been, that I had produced at 27, where I thought I would be. And all of this. And also, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't doing things for myself. Everything that I was doing was for my business. Ooh, yeah. And I was not taking the time for myself. I was not, you know, sitting alone. I wasn't, I wasn't praying. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't meditating. I wasn't doing anything for myself. I didn't take time out of my day. From the time that I woke up, from the time I went to bed, it was 100% either business or the gym. 
How'd you act upon it? That's a good question. So it took me a little bit of time to start actually wondering, like, I knew that if I was in a place where I mentally, it was like all a fog, just everything was just fucked. Mm -hmm. And so what I started doing was actually just sitting down and I just sat down by myself and I meditated, right? I meditated, I prayed, I did the whole thing. But um, for me, I started realizing that I needed my time. Mm -hmm. I didn't need to be a hundred different places with a hundred different people doing a hundred different things. I needed a time in a time in my day, every single day for just myself, right. To sit and think, because that's not something that I was doing. I wasn't sitting and thinking about anything. I was just running. Right. And so what started the process was I stopped doing my entire routine, whatever I was doing consistently, I just stopped. And I started putting new things in place. And a lot of it was in the morning, I woke up early. I sat down on the couch and I took me time, right? Whether it was reading a book, whether it was meditation, whether it was praying, you know, whatever it is for you. But for me, it was a solid hour before I even did anything. I'm drinking my coffee. Um, you know, starting my day. I also was drinking probably eight espressos a day. Well, right? that's not helping. Yeah, so, yep. So I cut that down to two, right? And so you have to look at what external factors you have going on in your life. Because for me, it was a lot of stimulants in my day, right? Pounding espresso, you know, you think you're not thinking about it. You're not thinking about how much coffee you're consuming. You're right? asking for anxiety doing that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> But at the time, I didn't realize it because that was just me functioning, right? right? And so look at the external factors and start adjusting what, understanding what things are, right? Understanding what coffee is, understanding what food is, understanding what, um, you know, exercise is, right? And then start applying the things into your life and then start working and building off of that. So for me, it was meditation, calming my, my mind and my body together going to the gym, doing exertion, right? Using that energy. And then when I'm at work, I'm a hundred percent at work. Mm -hmm. I'm working. Nice. And then when I get home, um, during that period of time, I was a hundred percent off. I didn't, I, not, nice. nothing. but now, nice. now I've started to learn myself and what I need to do for my business and for my life and where I actually, uh, want to be. And that's, it's, it's been applying certain things in my life, which also comes down to writing, um, writing my goals down every day. Nice. Dude, in the morning when I'm sitting down and I'm doing the meditation and I'm thinking about like myself, I'm thinking about my self-awareness, um, what I want in life. And dude, I just, I write them bitches down. Nice. And it just, it sets the tone. It'll set the tone for what you have going on, but also calm yourself knowing that no matter what happens in life, I've got control of what I react to and how I respond to things, right? Mm -hmm. And how I, how I can maneuver my day. Yeah, that's a big realization that I think many people don't have plan decide and act it's always upon you mm -hmm. and again that result you know you you almost fell into 
the given the prescription and move on with your life, right? You yeah. almost fell into it. Yeah. But you had the wherewithal to actually take a step back and be like, oh shit, this is this ain't it. This is not how this should be working. I need to put some effort mm -hmm. into this. Yeah. And again, this goes back to the comfort. Most people, they don't think they need to put the effort in. So they stay in that in that little box that yeah. you were talking about all by themselves, all tired, you know, or all upset. I will say, if you're ever in a box, I'll come join your box, okay? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But with all of that put together, it's very important to stop ignoring the things that you are purposely ignoring. Yes, that's what creates anxiety. I, some guy, I heard it on Instagram. Some guy said, anxiety is just because you have a, a list of tasks and you're yet to cross any of them all. That's mm -hmm. all anxiety is. Whether it's whether it's business, whether it's like shit going on with your wife, right? Like you just have not planned, decided, and acted upon those problems that are yet to be resolved. That's all anxiety is. When I have that feeling, all I tell myself is, okay, I just have not completed something that I need to do. I get that feeling when something up here on my whiteboard hasn't been wiped off in the past couple of days. That's when I get that feeling. So what do you do? You plan, you decide, you act, you get it done. The anxiety's gone, and before you know it, it's Friday, and you're enjoying a nice beer with your girlfriend. That that's that's how I like to look at things. Mm -hmm. And you know, everybody's situation is different, and it's important to be able to, you know, be able to understand that your situation is different than other people's situations, right? But we all have our own, like. How do I want to explain it? We all have our own stuff that we're going through, right? It's important to understand that in everything that you do, right? Everybody's situation is, is different or similar, right? And you've got to be able to look at your life, be 100% real with yourself, and start acting on the things that, that you know that you need to start completing. Exactly what you said. There's a reason why you feel the way that you feel. You've got to start making improvements. And it, whether it's a small improvement, whether it's a large improvement, whether it's cutting people out of your life, like sit down with yourself, have a moment to actually process your own thoughts. Not what externally is put in, but yep. processing your own shit and starting to solve problems. Which, dude, can be scary sometimes. Massively. It can be really scary. Massively. Face shit, you know? Um but again, what is anxiety? It's sitting down and getting rid of the tasks that you've yet to complete. Facing the shit and actually being real with yourself is that task, right? Mm -hmm. I even I like I I refer to golf all the time too. Why am I why am I feeling like shit after I play golf? Because I can't chip. Okay. How do I, how do I, how do I resolve this? I go and get a lesson in chipping. I go chip a thousand balls. And now I've been chipping like a beast, been stealing my buddy's money for the past month, you That's know, it. and I'm feeling great after golf. It, it's not just business. It's not just, you know, things in, in your career. It's, it's relationships, it's sports, it's everything, right? Like how did, how do you think Tom Brady got as good as he did? You think Tom Brady just ignored all the problems that he had? No, Tom Brady was the first one in there yelling at everyone else that we need to do X, Y, and Z or else we're not going to win in a Super Bowl. That's it. So, 
it, it's a come to Jesus moment for many people that, you know, whether they're listening to this podcast, trying to find that moment, trying to figure out how to get to that moment. It's again, it's all it is, is effort, effort and discipline and making shit happen. Discip Jocko's mentality, dude, I love it. Discipline equals freedom. It is, it is the, the most like simple yet true statement that I think I've heard ever since I got into, you know, uh, running my own business, running a hundred miles world. It makes so much sense. If you are a disciplined individual, you get shit done. You are going to be a free individual because if life, life will either, you either dictate life or life dictates you, you choose what's going to happen. That's it. That's it, man. So guys, anything else you want to add? Mr. Ryan, no, dude, this was fun. I, I, I like doing this like yearly with you. Yeah, dude, I think, I think this is like, this is probably number one on on the records of, of what we've done so far dude like this oh, yeah is, for sure this is this is top notch i'm even thinking about how we need to start a podcast together and and start our own little situation outside of the grinder so we're going to be shooting back and forth with some ideas of what we could do um but with that being said ryan dude i thank you so much for for coming on um and being some energy not like being yourself dude because that that is that is this is authentic to you, right? This is this is something that from the past few years, ever since I've had a conversation with you, it's been this. It's been, you know, genuinely, authentically you. And so Thanks. I do, I appreciate that, right? Thanks. Um, and everything that you're doing in your current life in, in real estate and with everything that you have going on, dude, huge shout out to you for everything that you've been doing. Thanks, for sure. Like, Happy to have you in my inner circle. For sure. Like genuinely proud of everything that you've accomplished up to this point, because that that's huge. Thanks, um, man. And so I appreciate you. I appreciate you bringing the energy today. Um, guys, if you want to know more, I'm going to, if you want to follow Ryan and, and, and get more involved with Ryan, you can definitely do that. He's got a lot of cool shit happening. Um, super great content as well. I'm going to put all of his uh, information in the description. And in addition to that, Thank you to Jocko Fuel and Origin USA for sponsoring our podcast as usual. Um, if you get to their website and you start scrolling and you find all this good stuff like you guys have been doing and you get to that little checkout button and you're seeing this thing called uh, discount code, put in the code GRIND10 at checkout, G-R-I-N-D-1-0 and get yourself 10% off and share a little bit of love with yourself through there. With that being said, guys, thank you and grinder out.